It's time to talk about a service social. This is something I'm really, really passionate about. I saw this happen firsthand when I was an advisor at Georgia Southern. I got to help organize and plan and do all the things for what we called a service social. So what the heck is a service social? Well, imagine a social, but you get to bless the community. So what they did is they got all 225 members and broke them up into different projects all over the city. So about 20 girls helped with a pet adoption. About 40 girls went and planted a garden at a low-income school. There was girls hanging out with elderly refereeing a soccer game, going to bring gifts to the first responders. That was a huge list and it's still going on three years later. These amazing women are still once a year having what we call a service social. So today on the podcast, I get to chat with Madison, who helped plan the service social at Georgia Southern University just this past year, and also Katie, who helped plan a service social at University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. So two girls, two different states, both planning service socials, doing it different ways, different awesomeness, but you guys are going to love just their perspectives on how to have a service social and maybe how you can bring this to your chapter as well. My name is Katie Bulmer, a former heartbroken and hungover sorority girl. After I stopped looking for love in all the wrong fraternity boys, God blessed me with a husband who shows Christ's love to me every single day. We are parents of two daughters and thousands of others nationwide, and my heart behind everything I do is to give you truths. The world is screaming at you a bunch of lies, and I don't want you to hear those loud voices. I want you to hear the true voices. Grab your earbuds, grab a chai tea, and let's talk about some truth for your 20s. Hey, Madison. Hi. I'm excited to let you just come here and talk about a service social, what that is, all the things. I'm just really excited for all the interesting things you have to share. But first, tell the world who is Madison. So I am Madison Lucas. I'm a member of Alpha Delta Pi Sorority at Georgia Southern University. And I'm a senior, so I'm almost finished. Super pumped. I'm an early childhood education major, and I'm hoping to teach kindergarten first or second grade. So my life is just full of little children and a lot of love. Oh my gosh, that's the best. (laughs) I met Madison when I was an advisor at Georgia Southern University, just to give you guys some context. And she's always just had a heart to like, you know, serve the community and stuff. And you were philanthropy chair, is that right? Yes, philanthropy chair. And that was so much fun. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And when you were philanthropy chair, you worked with the sorority as they do something that they've done for three years now. Is that correct? three years doing this um, service day, or I call it service social, but the whole sorority like serves the city and it's just amazing and inspiring. So Madison's just going to walk us through all the things. (laughs) Yes. So when I stepped into the role as philanthropy chair, um, I honestly had no idea what was going to become of it, but it has changed my life for the better just because I was so involved, not only with our chapter, but the people in the Statesboro community, um, the people at Ronald McDonald House, regardless of any type of situation, we were always there to serve them if they needed us because that is the whole point of being in a sorority, um, giving back and letting know that we're a part of a community and that's what we're there to do. So when we 
planned our service day, we were just trying to come up with ideas of ways that we could be involved in the community and help them as much as possible. So we were just trying to make connections with as many organizations as possible so that Arcan Girls could go out and help and serve in any way. I love that. So take me back to, I mean, I was there when it started, but honestly, I need you to refresh my memory too. Like when did 80 Pi have this idea? Is it something, I mean, I know it's something that they didn't necessarily invent, but like, how did it start? So I was a new member in 2016 and that is the year that it started. So I was kind of new with the whole idea as well. Um, and our first one was fantastic. I don't know if you remember, but Anna Jeffords was the community service chair yeah. at the time. And she was the one that I think came up with this idea of a service social, a service day and being so involved in our community. And she just took it and ran with it, honestly. And it has grown yeah. so much since she started it. And now we've been involved with probably over 15 organizations and it just continues to grow as we do it every year. I love that. So I remember it was, yeah, 2016 and I got to help with this guys. This is just to kind of a, let you know what this sorority did. So it was about what, 225 yes. girls roughly. Right. And um, I helped with a low-income school. They planted a community garden, so it was mm -hmm. great. They had like maybe 30 girls come for the first half of the morning and another 30 girls come for the second half of the morning. Uh, they bought the materials. They had the woman power, and they literally built all these raised beds in a kind of forgotten concrete area behind um, behind the school. And so the STEM teachers could teach the children about how to garden. And that was just one project. This one Saturday, one one semester, the girls went to, there was 20 girls at a pet adoption. There was girls refereeing mm -hmm. a soccer game, helping with, I mean, so there was much. a million different projects all around town. Yeah, it was amazing. And so that was just the very first time and it's just grown from there. Okay. So tell me, do you know like how they get in touch with the people in the community and ask them how can, how we can help? We normally do our service day at the same time as Green Fest. It's this big um, festival that Statesboro puts on downtown. So that's how we normally get our biggest connection is scheduling our service day for that same time so we can help them at their event in um, different parts okay. of it. But we also work with the food bank. And I know that... Um, the lady that runs the food bank is a professor on campus, so I'm sure that our girls have just come in contact with her through being on campus. And a lot of the other places, we just reach out and say, hey, we have girls that want to serve. Can we come? And they're like, of course. Like, we're so excited to have y'all. Please come over and over and over. Not only just on this one specific day, they always want to welcome us back over and over each year. I love that so much. So here's what I want the girl girls listening to hear. So as a grown up, someone who's not in college anymore and you know just living in a community obviously, if you are in charge of anything, like you are a insurance salesman or a person who scrubs floors, it doesn't matter. If a group of young, abled, eager young people and say, "Hey, we want to help your business." Like give us a day and give us a time we want to help. Like I can't think of anyone exactly. who would say no to that. And yeah. And the magic part is what an incredible way they now perceive sorority life. They're like, they're, oh, these aren't just mm -hmm. the kids who party and cause trouble. These are the kids who say, hey, how can we help you? And I think that was what we were trying to get across as well when this whole idea of a service social came up is we want our community to see us as a group of women that are here to change the world. Like we're not just yes. here to focus on college and all the things that come with sorority life, we're here to focus on what we can do in our time to make us better women in the future. My favorite line is, 
Like, you know, if, if the sorority lost its charter tomorrow, who in the town would remember you? The bars who serve Tequila Tuesday or the nonprofits who love your partnership? Exactly. And you guys are so making a beautiful impact because that is such a lasting impact, not only for the community, but for you guys. So speaking of which, can you talk about like what this meant for you and what you saw and mean for your sisters as you kind of got outside of yourselves and served the whole, the whole city of where your college is located? For me, it was honestly just such a heartwarming experience. Like when I came into college, I knew that I wanted to find a sorority and a chapter and a group of women that gave back so much because that's such a big part of my life. Like I founded so many different um, service organizations when I was in high school that that was something that I wanted to continue in college. And when I found that in my chapter here at Georgia Southern, like I knew that I wanted to share that love with these women. And that is exactly what I got to do. And seeing that happen my first year of college honestly blew my mind. Like that is when I fell in love with 80 Pie. Like knowing that they cared just as much as I do about serving and giving back makes me so happy. I love that. I love that so much. All right. So I know there's a lot of girls listening who are like, okay, I'm inspired. This is a cool idea. But like, where do I start? What can you help her kind of walk through this and how she can make this happen on her campus? Absolutely. So my job right now with um, sorority life and all of that, I'm actually on the Panhellenic Executive Board and I plan all of our events for the Greek community. So I see this whole event planning in my everyday life. So my first advice would be to just make those connections with the community. Just reach out to a business. If you're interested in feeding the hungry, reach out to a food bank. If you're interested in helping with pet adoptions, go to the Humane Society. Just find something that you're passionate about and reach out to those organizations because if they see that you're passionate, they're going to be so excited and so glad to welcome you and have you be a part of their team. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like I can think of very few organizations that would be like, no, we don't need your help. (laughs) Exactly. Like everybody is always willing to let you help them in any way. Like whether it be a small behind the scenes thing or like setting up this big extravagant event, like they're always willing and ready to let people come onto their team. And I love what you said earlier that you partner with the community's Green Fest, which if people don't know, that's like a big sustainability fair where they teach kids about water mm-hmm. conservation and recycling and stuff. So maybe look to your community calendar. We know something good that we support is going on on this Saturday or whatever. And then you have a date, Absolutely. which is the hardest part, right? And then going to the Humane Society or whatever mm-hmm. and asking this day, we have 200 girls <laughs> who want to help. Obviously, not all 200 at one location because mm-hmm. that might overwhelm them. But, you know, we have 10 girls that can come help paint a floor. We have 20 girls that can help rake a garden. You know, I don't know. But um, I feel like that would be, is, am I correct yes, saying that might like, be a good way to start? find a date and find an event and just try. I'm sure you, if you hear a no, that's okay. Just move on to the next one. I honestly don't think yeah. a no will be an answer that you'll get from many people, like we've said. But <laughs> if you hear it, just keep trying. Like, not every business is going to tell you no, and you're going to find your perfect match to make that connection and start that service. Awesome. So, in the, you know, since this has been done for three years, do you know of any stories or any just lasting impact that the community has seen? Like, just the positive impact that the community has their response to you guys is serving them. I think our biggest impact has happened with the nursing homes here in Statesboro. Mm-hmm. Those 
men and women that live there absolutely love having us come. They literally email us all the time saying, hey, can y'all come play bingo? Or, hey, can you come help pass out meals? Like, they love seeing our faces there because not a lot of them have visitors. So when we come, we're a happy face. We play games with them, and we just let them know that we're there and that they are loved. So I think that would have to be our biggest impact that we've made in the past three years is just taking that time to spend with them. I don't know if y'all have done this, but this just made me think of something. I saw a group of sorority women one time go to an assisted living home, and they did a senior citizen's prom. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. That would be so Isn't that the fun. cutest thing? Yes. I know. I need to see pictures of this, girls listening. Y'all need yes. to do senior citizen prom. That would be the coolest thing ever. Okay, so as I said, I was there in 2016 when this all happened, and I know you remember, Madison, 80 Pie and actually the whole sorority row was on social probation. They all kind of just, you know, disobeyed some rules or whatever, and so they were on social probation. And I remember having the conversation with the president of, you know, this stinks, and no no one wants to be on social probations. And let's note, socials are fun, right? Mm -hmm. But whatever the idea came about was like, you know, this stinks, but we can use the dollars, the time, and the woman power, what would normally go to these socials this one semester and take it to our community and serve. And so years passed, no more social probation, but the women are still doing this and still serving their community. Like, it's so inspiring. Yes. I don't know. I love it so much. And coming in as a freshman and being on that probation, we were all kind of like, oh, well, we didn't know what to expect from socials anyway. So we started out on such a good foot being in an organization, not just 80 Pi, but all the other chapters at Georgia Southern were in this same, they were just kind of in this same space where they had to come up with something for their women to do because they needed to show the community that they cared more than just about the parties and all the other stuff that, you know, Greek life gets such a bad name for. So this is what our chapter took and said, this is going to be our way of changing our name and changing the way people view us. Oh, and, and it's still going, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well, we'll just do it that one semester when we don't have quote unquote anything else to do. Mm -hmm. But instead, bam, still changing the world. And tell me about how, We don't know that Georgia Southern started this, but we'll just pretend. (laughs) Tell me about what nationally is happening within your sorority. Yes. So I just found out the other day that 80 Pie Nationally is taking this whole service day, service social aspect and making it a week-long event, which I think is so cool because our chapter has already been doing this and now our nationals is getting on board. And that is just changing the tone for Greek life and sorority life. And it's honestly just going to go so much further from here, knowing that our nationals is behind what our chapter is doing. And all of our women across the nation are going to be serving others. And I just think that is so awesome. It is so inspiring. Yeah, I got the email just as an alumni, like, here's what we're doing. And here's a list of things you can already get involved in or create your own. And just, it's so cool. Like you said, oh my gosh, I can't get enough. Okay, so dream with me big, my friend. Imagine if, you know, nationals in this one sorority is getting this mm-hmm. behind this idea of like serving the community. What if all sororities, all colleges, all campuses got a hold of, yes, socials are fun. Go to 80s prom. We are in favor of that. But what if you also took, you know, just some man and woman power and took it to your community and served? What do you think would happen? Oh, wow. I think everything, every aspect about great life would be changed. And especially the way people view us. Honestly, Greek life does have that stigma of, oh, they're just there to party. But if we 
took this and made it for everyone. If every chapter could get on board, every school, like you said, boom, it would change the world, honestly. Knowing that you care so much about your community to actually go and do and not just say, oh, well, we volunteer. Yeah, that's great, but we want to see it. People want to see you having hands-on experiences with people in your community. And if we can take that nationwide and have every chapter at every school doing that, the stigma about Greek life will be over. And I believe that 100%. Like, people will view us as service-oriented organizations, which is what we were all founded to be, and that will end the stigma that we have. Oh, Madison, you are so fun and so inspiring. And I'm thankful for your just kind of front row eyes as you saw this this group of women, you know, just go to their community and serve and still doing it. And it's so fun. Just to, I'm just cheering you on right here in my closet recording this podcast. I'm just so proud of you guys. Thanks so much for having me, Miss Katie. I've really enjoyed um, sharing this about our chapter with you and my thoughts on changing the world as a collective Greek life organization. Um, Before I let you go, I like to ask all the guests, if you could have coffee with your freshman self, what would you tell her? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My freshman self. Let's see. Honestly, I would say get involved outside of your chapter. Yes. I love 80 pie. Yes. I love Georgia Southern, but my biggest thing is I wish I would have been more involved on my campus and in the organizations that it has to offer because, oh my gosh, there are so many things going on all the time and I wish I was a part of them. So my advice to my freshman self would be to go out there, do something different and experience so many new things on your campus. I love it. And if people love you as much as I do, how can they connect with you on social media? So... I am on Instagram as underscore Madison underscore Lucas, and I would love to have everyone follow me and just see my journey here at Georgia Southern and eventually my journey teaching my little kiddos. Um, And then, of course, they can add me on Facebook. I love to keep up with all my service projects on there. And I also have a website. It's kind of in the mix of being updated right now, but I keep all of my service projects, my pageant life, my school life, all of that good stuff on there. So if anybody wants to join in and see what's up with me, they can join me at madisonlucas.net. Yay, Madison, you're the best. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know what you're thinking, like this sounds really cool, but where do I start? How can I get my sorority involved? Just tell me all of the things, Katie. Well, you are in luck, my friends. I actually took the time to sit down and write out how to have a service social. I had experience when I was at Georgia Southern. I have seen countless other sororities do it, and I just wrote it all out for you. I made a PDF with several pages on how to plan, how to promote, and how to execute a service social. I made this PDF that's super easy to read with bullet points and even has conversation starters of how to even reach out to a nonprofit, how to reach out to your local paper or news station or radio station to make sure the awesomeness that you're doing is covered and you're screaming from the rooftops that sorority girls can change the world. 
As a bonus, I even included a link to a Google Sheet to help you organize the day of the event, making sure your project runs as smooth as possible. You guys, I'm really, really excited about this PDF. I hope that it inspires and enables sorority women, gosh, nationwide, to be able to create a service social. Everything you need to find and get your hands on this bad boy is at my website, katiebulmer.life. You can also find the goodness at my LinkedIn profile on Instagram. I'm at Katie Bulmer Life. Now we get to hear from another student, another perspective on how to have a service social. Hello, Katie. Hello. How are you, Katie? <laughs> Two Katie's basically, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelled the same way too. Right. So if you get confused with who's talking, it's Katie. So <laughs> there you go. Nope. I'm excited about having you on today. This is Katie Coker. Katie, can you introduce yourself? Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to um, be on the podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. This is super exciting. Um, My name's Katie Coker. I'm a junior at UTC. I'm a member of the Delta Alpha chapter of Chi Omega. And this past spring, I served as our social chair. And I currently serve on SGA. I'm the marketing and communications director I'm a student athlete at UTC. I run cross country and track. I'm a biochemistry major with a minor in biology. Um, I'm from Nashville. I guess I should include that. Yeah, Nash Nash Vegas. Awesome. Okay, so a junior, a busy junior doing lots of really cool things on campus. The reason I wanted to have Katie on today is she did something really cool called a community service mixer, where they partnered with a fraternity and just went to the community and served. And I I think this is such a cool idea. And I talk about this when I go to sorority houses of, you know, yes, have fun always, if not always have socials, do all that thing. But what if you took it to your community and served and you did just that? So I just want to like unpack it, share about what it looked like and all that. So first of all, what was your community service social and what did it look like? So I definitely felt the same way. I was like, you know, it's great that we get to have regular mixers where we just meet people um, and get to know them, but let's do that. And let's, let's do something more with that. Like let's get together and let's make a difference in our community. And, um, and our chapter just turned a hundred years old um, this spring. So shout out to Delta Alpha. We've been in the community for a hundred years now. So Kappa Sig and Kayo really have deep roots in the Fort, uh, the Fort Wood community and the UTC community. So that's why, um, um, I picked them. I was like, let's do it with them. I don't know any of them. Let's do something new. So everything was new. And when we went about this, I was like, you know, how do we even, how do we even contact the neighbors? Um, this whole process was just kind of a, um, like a small thought that I had. And I really was just experimenting with how this is going to go. I announced it to our chapter and I was like, Hey guys, we're going to do this. Um, we're going to get involved in the community and people are excited. I was like, man, I really got to make this happen. So we were like, okay, uh, we're going to go to door, door to door. So we printed off flyers and we went door to door and we're like, hello neighbors. Like we want stuff to do. We want to maybe help with the, um, renovation of the gazebo that's on Vine Street. We'd love to plant flowers in your gardens. This was in, it was the week after spring break. So it was getting kind of warm. The weather that day was perfect, by the way, but it was getting kind of warm. We were like, let's do some like spring cleaning um, service activities or services for the, for the neighbors. 
So we were like, we'll pick up sticks in your yard. We'll, you know, bat, we'll move stuff. We'll plant flowers was mainly our kind of like uh, idea. Let's do some kind of like beautification project. And about two days after we went door to door um, for a week, we covered Fort Wood Street. We covered Vine Street, Oak Street. Um, I forget another street in Fort Wood. But we covered the whole neighborhood with flyers. We went door to door. And anyone who didn't answer, we just put a flyer on their door. And we finally got some responses. We got a response from a retired UTC professor. We got um, a response. We got several responses from people on Vine Street. And um, they were like, sure, let, we'd love for you to come by and help us with XYZ. So finally, we had, I think we had six houses or so. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. Like six. I was so thankful for just even three. So what we did from there is we um, asked our organizations, like, um, how many of you are going to be there? So we wanted to just head count. And then from there, we broke up members of Kappa Sig and members of Kyo and put them in groups. And we were like, okay, this we're, they're going to go to this address and this is what they're going to do. So we finally got that put together. And then day of... I'm going to stop you before you get into that day because I, I want to unpack all the building of it because this is really cool. Like, I think a lot of people like the idea of doing a service social or community service mixer or whatever we want to call it. But, you know, where do you start? So it was really just through everyone's collaboration. We figured out like what we wanted to do and how it wanted to, how we wanted it to look and how it was going to happen. So it was really, it was a super collaborative effort. As a community member, like, why, you know, in our skeptical society, like, who are these kids? What do they want? What's in it for them? I don't understand. So you're totally flipping how the community perceives Greek life. Like, no, we just want to help legitimately. In my mind, the idea that the neighbors might have uh, their perception of Greek life in the Fort Wood community is the two fraternity houses that reside in Greek in Fort Wood. And they have parties, you know, Saturday nights, Friday nights, they have big parties at their houses and there's a lot of traffic at night in the neighborhood. So I can imagine that that's what they think that we exist for <laughs> and yeah. they don't see um, all the good that we do because they're not on our college campus. You know, they're just in the neighborhood and um, anyone who's outside of the Greek life community is not an alum or does not know someone who is involved in Greek life, like they probably just perceive that we party all the time. I mean, that's, that's just what people think of us. So um, we went, we wanted them to see that we exist in their community and we want to do something. So my thing wasn't, let's go pick up trash on the side of the street. It was more so like, Hey, do you have stuff that we could help you do like plant flowers or a lady, for instance, that we helped her that day on the community service um, mixer day, we actually moved bricks in her backyard. She was doing some renovation to um, her house. And the guys were like, yeah, that's a project for us. We can move all these bricks. So it was just odd little um, projects. And then another lady had um, limbs that she um, couldn't. She was. She didn't know anyone. She didn't want to call a service because of a big truck or something. So she was like, could you guys clip these limbs back so I can walk up my um, 
stairway to get uh, to my front door. And the guys were happy to do that. So it was simple things like that. And the gazebo on Vine Street um, kind of represents, it's a little picturesque area um, in Fort Wood. And uh, we noticed that the flower beds were overgrown with weeds. So we uh, decided that we wanted to send a bunch of people there, but we didn't know who ran the gazebo. We didn't know who was in charge of it. So a uh, an elderly lady decided that she wanted to help as well. And we got together with her and her gardening tools. And we spent um, a good portion of that mixer uh, helping her. She was identifying all the weeds for us. Like we didn't know what they looked like. They just looked like other plants to us. We would have pulled out um, the iris bulbs, but she was so knowledgeable about plants that she was like, no, 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 keep those. Um, here's what you need to pick out. So we did, we took her direction and we ended up cleaning up a majority of the gazebo area so that she could plant the flowers that, um, she wanted to contribute to the community gazebo area. I love that. I want to be friends with her. I love gardening. I love the plants and stuff. That's so cool that she knew what they were and everything. So another thing that's cool is you didn't, you know, you didn't know who was in charge of this garden or this gazebo or whatever, but you found out. And I love that. And I feel like a lot of, you know, young people that might be listening, you had the roadblocks of, well, I don't know who's in charge or I don't know where to start and I don't know who to ask. Well, at one point we didn't know how to drive a car either. Right. You know, but we figured it out. And so I love that you just figured it out. Yeah. We just took one step at a time. Um, so months after the fact, you know, this service service project has been done. I just the impact that it had on the community and then on you specifically or the students that helped. You know, a lot of times I say that a service, I mean, a social in general is cool. Like, you know, it's fun to dress up in an 80s prom outfit and get the pictures and like not to take away from that. But years later, what are you going to remember the most? And I feel like when we serve and get outside of ourselves, that's when we can make the biggest impact, not only on ourselves, but in the those that we help. So I just wanted you to unpack that a little bit with yeah, your experience. So after the fact, after we did this mixer, I personally gained so many friendships in Kaposig. I did not expect myself to become friends with so many of them after that day, but I was really impressed with their turnout. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to say that they had more members show up than our sorority members. And whatever that may be, whether it was scheduling, we did it on a Sunday, um, whatever that may be, I was really impressed with their turnout. I was um, extremely happy to see my sisters interact with these guys that they'd never met before. A lot of them now even contribute more than I thought they would to their philanthropy week. Uh, so it definitely strengthened our relationship with them. They definitely feel like they have uh, friends in Chi Omega, which I absolutely love. Uh, we definitely bonded more than I thought we would. We actually, Kappa Sig and Chi Omega, actually, um, they have a, our founder is also their founder. So I thought that was something cool that uh, we should be more involved with each other. Our founder, obviously, thought so much that our organization should exist. So we should definitely support one another. So definitely the friendships, but also the neighbors. I got two um, cards in the mail from um, neighbors that we had uh, visited that day. And they said, thank you so much. 
uh, we appreciate all that you've done, Kappa Sagan, Kayo. And not only that, I do remember a comment that a neighbor made to me, and this actually struck me really, it just blew me away because she said when this uh, petition to kick Greek life out of the Fort Wood neighborhood came around, she didn't sign it. She thought it was wrong. She thought it was too harsh. Um, And she said, I'm so glad I didn't sign it because you guys are capable of doing good. And this day is just a testament to that. So I was really blown away. And so were the other um, members who heard her say that uh, that day. They were like, well, thank you so much. Um, This is what we are capable of doing. And it's so much more than just a social club. We do good things um, for the philanthropies that we're associated with nationally. and uh, But I just really wanted to get more involved in the community locally because on a big scale, like, yes, we can raise thousands of dollars for Make-A-Wish. We can raise thousands of dollars for Wounded Warrior Project or Veterans or the Ronald McDonald House or name another you know, philanthropic organization, but in our local community, who can we interact with? Who can we help? And that was the point of the mixer along with getting to know an organization that um, my sorority sisters and I wouldn't normally interact with. So, yeah. I love that. One of my favorite lines when I talk to sorority girls is, you know, if the worst were to happen and you lost your charter as a sorority member tomorrow and they said no more sororities on campus, you know, who in the town would miss you most? Would it be the bars who serve Tequila <laughs> Tuesdays or the local nonprofits or neighborhoods or whatever it is that, that love your partnership and love your help? And this is a testament of you did make an impact and they would miss those bricks that you moved and those trims that you, you know, those leaves. I'm sorry, those limbs that you cut and those flowers and those weeds that you pulled, you know, those are, those are a lasting impact. I think that's super cool. And I also love what you said about starting small, because a lot of people ask me like, you know, changing the world that I like it, but, but how, and where does that start? And do I have to like free all the orphans in Africa? This is our world. Um, You know, that is one one way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you're actually your actual neighbor, like you went to your actual neighbor and said, how can we help? And you asked yes. more than once because they didn't answer the first time. And so, yeah. And sometimes you have to do that. So your actual neighbor, you know, who in the community, who on your campus and you said, how can we help? And I, I just love yeah, that. I That's mean, so cool. Definitely changing the world. This is our world. Like we live in it. We exist in the Fort Wood community. We're members of the community. This is our world and this is where it starts. So if we can be kind and interact with them, you know, what can that inspire in them? Like what is their world and how can they go out into it and make the world a better place? So I definitely just wanted to get more involved in the community. And that's what community service is about. You interact with your community. And while Make-A-Wish, uh, which Kai Mega works with, while Make-A-Wish, we work with the East Tennessee chapter, that's still part of our community. But directly, like you step off our front porch, what is our community? It's UTC, it's Fort Wood. And since we had never done something like that, I was like, let's do it. Let's just go for it. So, yeah. I love that. I'm so glad you did. Okay. So to the girl who's listening to this and maybe she has an office within her sorority, but a lot of times she doesn't, but she's still inspired. What can she do to bring this idea to her sorority to make a service social or community service mixer? Yeah, I would definitely say the first thing you need to do is identify uh, the community you want to interact with and their needs. 
what you see could change, what you could see your chapter yourself bettering. What can you do to help? I would identify all those things. I would also identify something that you're passionate about. I'm really passionate about interacting with people. I care about people. Um, love my love your neighbor is something I hold dear to my heart. And I was like, let's do something that I'm passionate about. I want to get other people excited and other people passionate about this as well. So I would definitely start with something you're passionate about, whether that's animals or um, disabled people or children, and go for it and get other people excited. And if you're passionate enough about it, other people will see that. And hopefully the idea is that they'll join in and they'll see your love and passion for this and they can get inspiration from that. So definitely go for something or start with uh, your purpose being something you're passionate about. And that will definitely keep your momentum going. You'll be energized about organizing it because it is a lot of work and you will get some no's. So if you're very passionate about uh, the project, then you will definitely find the energy and strength you need to continue when you get setbacks. And a lot of people don't show up or people say no. So yeah, I'd start there. That's awesome. Um, I also suggest that they ask alumni for help because especially, you know, if you have an alumni who lives in the area, she's naturally just going to know more people who have a nonprofits or people who have a great organization that could use some help. So when we did something similar to this at Georgia Southern, we just asked the local alumni like who had might have a local store or a, we had one who was in charge of a fostering agency and one who had um, this kind of study house for students. And we just helped them. You know, those are just two organizations that they were able to help. So asking alumni, just the simple question, who do you know in this in this town that we can help? And they more than likely will be able to have a long list for you. Yeah, I definitely support the idea of reaching out to alumni. We do have an alumni association that we interact with a lot. Our advisors are alumni. Um, and I didn't go to them initially because that does our alumni, they are adults and they're out in the workforce and they're not in college anymore and they have their own lives. And I was like, you know, I've got a team of people that I think we can all do this without, you know, I don't want to say bothering our alumni, but I definitely think alumni are a really valuable source of information and experience and knowledge and their connections are so valuable after we got our responses from handing out flyers, we had all the houses that we could handle with our the expected attendance from our side. So we didn't feel the need to go further. But alumni are great. I love our alumni. None live in our uh, Fort Wayne neighborhood, but I will say that a neighbor that we went down the street and borrowed his shovel, he told us that his mother was a Delta Alpha when she was at school at UTC. And I told him, I was like, our chapter is turning 100 years this year. And he goes, yeah, she would have been just about that old if she had lived. And so I found that really interesting that some of the neighbors, if even though they weren't alumni, their mothers or his sister, in fact, was a Delta Alpha too. And Kappa Sigma has a really strong alumni presence in the UTC community. Someone donated uh, some tools to help us that day. So... Definitely alumni connections are very vital in the process. That's awesome. I love what you're doing with this. And you have plans to do something similar in the fall. Is that correct? 
Yeah, we're doing a Friendsgiving mixer actually with the Greek organizations that reside in Fort Woods. So that would be Gamma Phi Beta, Lambda Chi Alpha, Chi Omega, and Kappa Sigma. I hope that it will turn into something more of like a canned food drive. Like let's get together and bring uh, canned foods to this mixer. That would be a great community service effort because during that time of the year, Thanksgiving, the food banks are in need of canned food items for Thanksgiving. That's awesome. And if you're listening and you're like, hmm, I think I want to do something like this on my campus with my sorority, I actually made a guide to kind of just help you nuts and bolts of what it looks like to serve your community collectively as a sorority, how to break that up, how to ask your community for help. And I'll have that on my website. So hopefully that will help you guys get your inspiration from this talk with Katie and then go get that guide and uh, just change your world in the community, right? That's where it starts. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like a great resource. I would definitely check that out. Okay, Katie, if you could have coffee with your freshman or maybe we'll say your 20 year old self, what would you tell her? If I could have coffee with my freshman self, I would definitely say, (laughs) I would definitely say that the best is yet to come because I. Freshman year definitely needed someone to tell me that it's okay that I'm not involved in so many things at once because I was in a new environment and I needed time to get involved in things on campus. So the fear of missing out that I had freshman year, I would tell myself not to fret, not to stress because good things are coming and just to reach out to people and say that you want to help. Because nobody knows that you want to help unless you raise your hand. And that is something that I wish I knew freshman year is how to get involved or just uh, having the confidence to get involved. So, yeah. I love that. And now you are definitely involved. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I'm very happy. I love being involved. So it definitely takes some time and you definitely have to find what you're passionate about. And freshman year, I just didn't know that that was service. Community service is not something you hand in to someone that's just a number of hours on a piece of paper. It's definitely much more than that. And that's what I just had to figure out. Preach. I love it. (laughs) Thanks. Well, thanks so much for being here today and sharing the idea of what it looks like to serve a community outside of philanthropy, but just actually like loving on your literal neighbor. So I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited that I get to share um, this experience with everyone that's listening. In closing, Katie, how can people connect with you? Connect with me? Uh, You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram username is actually just my name. It's Katie Coker. It's just my name. They can direct message me if they want to know more, if they're curious, or if they want to get coffee, just like you. I love coffee. Yeah. Um, But yeah, connect with me on Instagram. That's my best platform. Yay. All right. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. Hey, if you loved this episode, I would love your feedback. Head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. Reviews are like fertilizer for podcasts. We love sharing them and they help others know where to find us. And the coolest thing you could do is just take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life and I would love to thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Truth for Your 20s. 20s. Joining us on another episode of Truth for Your 20s.